children can go down to uh, children's church. Good morning, everybody. Um, for, you, for those who uh, don't know me, I am the student ministry director here. Um, and uh, before I start, I do want to say I have had such a awesome time so far the last five months um, serving y'all by serving the students. Um, being able to get to know them um, has been a privilege for me and Jensen and, and the other leaders as well, and being able to get to know Savannah and Ben and Shannon and and uh, that's, it's just been a pleasure. So I uh, just wanted to put that out there, and um, thank you for letting me take part in that. So, um, so I just wanted to start um, off by starting with how I grew up. So I grew up in a Christian household. Um, my parents um, bestilled these, these things in us, um, and um, to love our neighbor, love God with all our heart, um, but even then, it still kind of, it still kind of gets uh, misconstrued down the way, right? So you live life, you go through things, and, and uh, things don't end up the way that you always uh, have dreamt it, especially when, um, you know, things in this life uh, get in the way. And so when I was two years old, um, I ended up actually having severe seizures. Um, and uh, the Lord was good in that, but uh, me and my brother both, we had uh, seizures, and um, it got to the point where we were having to travel back from Scranton, Pennsylvania, to Philadelphia, back and forth, um, pretty much every week, multiple times, um, to where if it wasn't for those doctors and the Lord um, sending us there, um, you know, I would not be standing here right now. It was very severe to the point of death, and the doctors told um, my parents to pretty much tell, tell people to get the stuff ready at the church for funerals and things like that. And um, there was a time where I had to be life flighted there to Philly, actually, um, because it was, it was bad. The temperatures with that were spiking. Um, and as you know, if they get too high uh, for a very long period of time, um, you know, that can be detrimental to a child. And I was only two. So um, with that, um, by seven, we finally got it regulated, right? Um, and then by 15, I had grown out of my seizures. And so um, praise God for that um, because um, I knew that being that I was spared, I knew that there, I was meant for something great. Um, and that was something that, um, that can't be taken away from me. And so, um, you know, I thought that that was basketball, actually, I'm not going to lie. Um, I thought that I was... <laughs> I was going to, uh, I thought I was going to go to college, I was going to go to the NBA, and, um, you know, obviously that didn't happen. Um, I stopped growing at 6'6". Six, six. I thought I was going to be seven foot tall, because by the time I was 13, I was already 6'4". So um, I stopped growing when I was in ninth grade at 6'6", six, six, and then, you know, just plateaued and, and things. But um, so with that, um, I did end up going to play college uh, basketball, and um, I was like, man, this is my ticket. You know, this is it. This is my ticket. And so um, at this point, I'm 17, 18 years old, and um, basketball ends up getting taken away from me. And it was one of those things that um, it was a big shock. It was a big surprise. And so, but I, I mean, I played in high school. I played travel ball. I played all-stars. There was a time where I was playing four for like I was playing all year round but it was like okay I got to go to high school basketball practice then after that I've got at six o'clock I've got travel basketball and then I've got a game on the I got like four or five six games on the weekends and that was my life um and even though like I said my parents instilled in us um 
the gospel. It was one of those things that they still let me skip on Sundays. And we still went to, we, we did certain things and we did, we were, I was able to skip and go and do travel basketball. And, um, you know, they, they, they realized down the road that that was not the best thing. Um, and because of that, um, even though it was instilled in me when I was small, I, I still didn't know um, really what my identity was found in. And so um, my identity, when that was taken away from me, was like stripped. And that's, what I, that's, what I, that's how I call it. It just was stripped right from me. And, and so with that, um, I, I remember like being told what I was told by the coaches and teammates and like never going back to a practice again because it was that brutal. Um, and it wasn't just like encouragement. It was like, if you can't play basketball, get off the court and never come back. So that's what I did. I never, I never went back. I, I quit school. Um, I, I just was depressed. Um, and I had an, an, a severe identity crisis. And so with that, um, the identity crisis lasting for a few months, I remember crying in my kitchen, my hands in my face and saying to my parents, I just want my brother because my brother was living in Charlotte and he's, he has always been a big influence in my life. He's actually 10 years older than I am. So like when he was going to college, I was eight, you know, so he's 18, I was eight, you know, so it was always one of those things. He was always a second caregiver. So I went and I was like, I just want my brother. So then I, I called him up and I was like, Hey, um, you know, is there anything down South? See, he lives in Charlotte. And so I was like, is there anything there for me? Like, do you think? And he's like, yeah, just come, just come stay with us for, for a while. So I stayed there for three months. Um, I lived with my brother in Charlotte for three months, and um, that was the best move for my life because I was able to get out of my Scranton bubble, that I call it, um, and I was able to um, you know, read the Strength Finders book, see what skills I was good at, those types of things. And all the while, um, this one morning stands out the best because this is where God really met me was... Um, and um, I, I should say, I should backtrack a little bit. I was, I was baptized when I was 11, but I did that because, again, my brother was 10 years older, and so I was able to, like, kind of, it was, it was like, the cool thing to do. <laughs> you know, I was only 11 years old, and I didn't fully understand the gospel. And so um, I got baptized again when I was in high school, but um, it still was one of those things where I was like, yeah, I got baptized. Yeah, let's go. But like my identity still wasn't rooted in that. And so this is really where the Lord met me um, and really got me to um, understand his love and, um, and just really met me where I was at. So anyways, um, I was driving down the road. I didn't even have my own car there because, you know, my parents went and dropped me off and then like stayed for a few days and then left. And so I woke up at like 630 in the morning and I didn't even ask Jordan to use his car, but I, I went and I just, I threw on, who knows, Reliant K in here? Okay, it's just a few, okay. So they're a, a Christian uh, rock band, and they, I put them, they're like very emotional though too, so like I was in my feels, and I was, I was listening to it, and I was, you know, and it was just like really emotional, but there was this song called Therapy, um, and it talks about um, God being your therapy, and, and no matter what um, your circumstances are, um, being able to, when no one else, there's no one else to call on, you can call on him. And I was able to, I, I just listened to that over and over again on repeat, and he met me in that car. And um, from then on, 
it, it was just no turning back, you know? And so, um, so then when people always ask me, how long have you been in the South? I'm like, really for like five years, but like here only, you know? So it's like, I don't ever know how to answer the question because I've been here really since I was 18. And so the Lord really met me when I was 18. Um, and then my brother was a pastor at the time. And so it was one of those things too, where he was taking me on these visits um, because he was the pastor. So just like William, you know, but it, it's, it's, different here because, you know, we have, we have people who also go on visits and it's not just the pastor, but there at their church, it was just the pastor and pastor did everything. And so he was wanting me to go with him and see, you know, cause I was still trying to learn some skills, you know? And so I went there and he's like in the car. It's so funny cause he's more of a speaker. And so he doesn't really like love the shut in scene. He doesn't really love to go in like William, like loves it. I love it and things. And so it was just really funny. So he was like, I don't like this part of the job. I hate this. I don't like it. And so I was like, can't be that bad. So then we go in and um, I'm like praying with these people I've never met before and um, sitting next to them and like grieving with them and, and things. And that is what I believe is where I got my call to ministry was when I was with that, was when I was with my brother and we were in with this person I'd never met before and I'm praying with them and grieving with them. And, and, um, and that is really, really what brought that call out in me. And so I, you know, I say that that, you know, it, it, it's amazing how, how God works everything out for his good. And, um, and there's one last point I want to make, which is reading the whole um, book of Psalm 91, because that was the scripture that my mom always used to pray over me. And she called me up one day when I was in Charlotte, and she said, um, she was like, hey, just so you know, I, I've been praying this over you, and I want you to know this, and so she read the book over me, and, um, and I was, was just in tears, because it was one of those things where it's like, she was fighting for me, and when I thought out that, like, Scranton's done, Scranton's over, you know what I mean, I'm leaving it behind, and she was fighting for me, and I didn't even know it, and so what I wanted to do was share that with you, um, today. And um, it's, it's kind of one of my life verses. And actually, Psalm 91.4 is one of our students' um, verses up there in the room. So that's, uh, it works all together. So that, that's awesome. So if you would, let me read you this um, and just kind of let it sink into your hearts um, and uh, as it sinks into mine. So it says, the one who lives under the protection of the Most High dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say concerning the Lord, who is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. He himself will rescue you from the, bird's traps, from the bird traps, from the destructive plague. He will cover you with his feathers and you will take refuge under his wings. His faithfulness will be a protective shield. You will not fear the terror of the night, the arrow that flies by day, the plague that stalks in the darkness, or the pestilence that ravages at noon. Though a thousand fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, the pestilence will not reach you. You will only see it with your eyes and witness the punishment of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord my refuge, the most high your dwelling place, no harm will come to you, no plague will come near your tent, for he will give his angels orders concerning you to protect you in all, the, in all your ways. They will support you with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. 
You will trample the young lion and the serpent. And this was the part that my mom called me and prayed over me and, and still does to this day, and I believe that. It says, because he has his, his heart set on me, I will deliver him. She always used to say, instead of I or you, I want you to insert your name. And so um, it says, I will deliver Joshua. I will protect him because he knows, I will protect Joshua because he knows my name. When Joshua calls out to me, I will answer Joshua. I will be with Joshua in trouble. I will rescue Joshua and give him honor and give Joshua honor. I will satisfy Joshua with a long life and show Joshua my salvation. And so um, with that, it's just always been a life verse and it's always given me comfort. And it's awesome that, um, you know, even though you may not know it, people are fighting behind the scenes for you. And um, it's one of those that uh, even in the darkest times, just know that the Lord's fighting for you. So um, that's pretty much the theme of my story is that the Lord is fighting for me even when I didn't know it. And um, he's fighting for you also. So anyways, thank you for your time. And uh, Happy Baptist Men's Day.